Hey, church. It's been a while since we've done a guided prayer as a local church, but I thought that with this week being Holy Week, I just thought that prayer is the exact best way to get the major events of Holy Week soaked into our imaginations as a church. And so I would encourage you to pray through this guided prayer uh, as many times as you need to this week, every night or once or twice or just on Saturday night. But my spirit tells me that if our church is prayed up this week, then we'll come ready to explode on Easter Sunday morning and enthrone King Jesus in our worship. So there are four big moments that we need to pray through that happened in Holy Week. First, on Monday, Jesus cleanses the temple. Second, on Thursday, Jesus shares the Passover meal with the disciples. This is called Maundy Thursday. Third, Jesus is crucified and dies on Good Friday. And fourth, Jesus is victorious in his descent to hell on on Holy Saturday. So those are the big four moments, the big four days, the big four events that make up Holy Week. So settle in for prayer. If you're at home, find somewhere comfortable, put your phone on silent, get a journal ready, do what you need to do and position yourself for deep focus as you pray your way through this week. If you're in your car, take a few deep breaths and simply use this first block of time to ask the Holy Spirit to make you attentive and receptive to what He wants to teach you in this prayer and during this week. On Monday, after his triumphant entry into Jerusalem where he was welcomed in with palm branches, Jesus surprises everybody. When those people welcomed Jesus in when he was riding in on a donkey, they were crying out Hosanna. They were crying out for Jesus to save them while they were waving their palm branches. But nobody waving palm branches that day would have expected what he would do next on Monday. On Monday, Jesus set his face like flint, pointed his feet directly at the central symbol for religion for God's people, and walked straight into the temple. And when Jesus arrives at the temple, he finds it corrupt with money changers. It breaks his heart, and Jesus makes a whip and he overthrows the table, and he cleanses the temple of the den of thieves. And this is significant, because we know that as New Testament believers, we're now the temple of God. And so as we look forward to Resurrection Sunday, and as we travel towards Easter together, it's worth asking, and it's worth praying, Lord, would you come into my temple and cleanse me? And as you walk into the temple of my life with your whip, what is it in my life that you desire to cleanse? What in my life needs to be driven out before Sunday? What thieves in my heart need to be driven out before Sunday? 
Lord, would you cleanse your temple once again by cleansing me and my heart? And a few days later, on Maundy Thursday, Jesus goes into the upper room with his disciples. The prospect of his painful death and atoning sacrifice weighs heavily above Jesus' head. But rather than being crushed or stressed or anxious by his coming death, Jesus instead washes his disciples' feet. And in an expression of profound community, Jesus then shares the Passover meal with his disciples. The bread represents his body being broken for sin. The wine represents his blood being shed for righteousness. But since this hasn't happened on the cross yet, the exact meaning of this meal is being hidden until after his resurrection. But what Jesus teaches us on Maundy Thursday, as he pulls up a seat next to his disciples... What Jesus teaches us is dramatic in this moment. Believers must live in deep community with one another. Life with God is life with the family of God, living in love with one another, washing one another's feet, eating meals with one another. And so even in the face of impending death, Jesus desires for us to serve and eat with one another. And so as we look forward to Easter Sunday together, it's worth praying, God, is my life marked by communion with the people of God? Do I eat with you? Do I eat with your people? Do I share my life with you? Do I share my life with your people? Is the essence of my life marked by the symbols of foot washing and bread and wine? Lord, What does it mean that I have a seat at your table and how are you calling me to live in the future?
And one day later, after Monday Thursday, on Good Friday, after his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, after cleansing the temple, after the sharing of the Passover meal with his disciples, Jesus is betrayed. And on Friday, Jesus is publicly crucified. Jesus dies the exact death of a criminal. He suffers on a cross. He breathes his last breath. He deals with the pain of having a nervous system. And his body goes limp on the cross. And in his death, the body of Jesus descends into complete and utter stillness. Oh Lord, what does it mean? Not just that you died, but that you died for me. And the next day on Holy Saturday, after Jesus was publicly crucified and descended into the dead, Jesus began the road to his exaltation. While his body was still in the grave and all appeared quiet on earth, Jesus was busy and victorious in the place of the dead by overthrowing the powers, the fallen angels, and Satan himself in the place of the dead. This is, of course, what is meant by the phrase, the harrowing of hell. And this, of course, is what is meant in the Apostles' Creed with the phrase, Jesus descended into hell. It does not mean that Jesus was separated from God, but in remaining hypostatically united to his divine nature with the Father and with the Spirit, Jesus is not tormented in hell. He is victorious. 
For far too long, Satan and the fallen angels had ruled and reigned over the earth. And to accomplish a transfer of power and a transfer of kingdom, it was necessary for Christ to descend to the underworld and overthrow those powers. And that's what Christ does for us on Holy Saturday. In his descent, like Paul says, Jesus humiliates and disarms the powers and principalities. In his descent, like the Old Testament prophecies for us, Jesus gains the ultimate victory over Goliath and claims his rightful throne as the descendant of David and the king of the world. And so as we look forward to Easter Sunday together, it's worth praying, do I really believe this? Do I really believe on Holy Saturday that Jesus dethroned the evil powers of the cosmos? Do I really believe that Jesus is the king of the world? Lord, what would it look like for us to live in light of your victory on Holy Saturday? And after Holy Saturday, after descending into hell, on the following morning, Jesus surprises the world. So this Sunday, come prepared to praise God for the biggest surprise in the world, church. Come celebrate Easter Sunday filled with prayer. Come celebrate Easter Sunday with a word of encouragement for somebody who needs it. Come celebrate Easter Sunday prepared to shout at the top of your lungs while people get baptized into the kingdom of Jesus. Come celebrate Easter Sunday ready to sing your throat hoarse. Come celebrate Easter Sunday ready to enthrone King Jesus on your praises. Because after all that suffering, after all that sorrow, after all that death, Jesus surprises the world. After all that Lent, Easter finally arrives. I'll see you Sunday. I love you, church.